0: Well, the Columbus crew are your 2020 MLS Cup champions, as we'll discuss their victory over Seattle from this past weekend. The MLS expansion draft also goes down tonight at 6 p.m. MLS greatest 25 players were also announced this past week, and of course, we'll be joined by Toronto FC legend and the executive director for Black Players for Change, Justin Morrow. Woo-hoo! Welcome back to another edition of Wake in the Red Weekly, presented by Footy Talks. It's going to be a massive edition. We have a lot to get to, but first, let me introduce my co-host today, uh, editor at Wake in the Red, Jeff. Jeff, how you doing
1: I'm good I'm good uh, we're missing Mitch and I think it deserves an explanation uh, he really got the hair dryer treatment from us for all of those tactical fouls and the yellow card of the accumulation was coming I mean he knew it and uh, we tried to warn him but uh, unfortunately that man is way too headstrong
0: discipline issues for sure yeah, um, sh- <laughs> if you guys haven't if you guys haven't noticed Mitch Mitch isn't here I'm sure you guys didn't notice whatsoever <laughs> um, <laughs> So, this is our first episode. We're episode 23 now. It's the first time we're going to be running without Mitch. So, it'll be a little bit of a change here. So, bear with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff and I, it's first time taking the lead here. So, um, without further ado, we're still super excited with everything that we got to get to. And first, let's, let's talk about the MLS Cup from this past weekend. What a game. The club what crew, a obviously. game. Oh, the my The club's goodness. crew obviously come away with a 3-0 victory over the Seattle Sounders from a TFC
1: perspective. How sweet was that, Jeff? Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. Seattle has a problem with big games. Uh, they don't necessarily play very well in them. Uh, you know, well elaborate we'll, elaborate. Well, I remember big
0: games and well, we weren't on the winning side of them.
1: No, but I mean, 2016 came down to penalty kicks and that one ridiculous save. Uh, 2019 came down to a a horrible twist of uh, a horrible turn of luck. That own goal that undid us. Uh, you know maybe it's not big games, maybe it's just MLS Cups, but they got played off the field in that game. Um, I think my mm. biggest takeaway was Tim Bezbachenko can recruit, man. He can recruit those number 10s. Holy crap. That yeah, was, that's pretty that decent. That I saw a
0: K, KJ tweet after that match, and KJ said, you know, when, when TFC missed the playoffs in 2014, Tim Bezbachenko went out there and he got... Sebastian Chavikko as their number ten. Mm-hmm. When the Columbus Crew missed the playoffs last season, 2019, of course they got Lucas Zelarain as their number ten. We all saw what he did in, in the MLS Cup final. Um, you were kind of alluding it to there to it there, but that three nothing result that that was probably the sweetest thing that from a Toronto SEA fan that we could have witnessed, mm-hmm. wasn't it, Jeff? Mm-hmm.
1: I I have a soft spot for Seattle. I'm gonna I'm gonna own up to it. I mean, I I enjoyed losing to them, and I appreciate what they've uh, what they've been able to accomplish uh, over over the last bunch of years. And the fact that it's a team by committee, I also really appreciate. And and I played I played a mock MLS Cup on FIFA last night, and oh my God, is Jordan Morris fast? <laughs> Is that FIFA 21? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He undressed me. I mean, I could not catch up to him. So my, you're my... playing it's a computer and you're getting danced like that? Oh, yeah, I got danced. I got Oh, Jeff. Yes, but yes. I, upped, I, upped the, uh, I upped the difficulty level to something okay. that I'm not that, that's, to, fair. So, that's fair, that's so, yeah, um, yeah. fair.
0: But, yeah, that, uh, that MLS Cup obviously mentioned Tim Bezbachenko walking away with his, his second MLS Cup there. Um, does that put a little bit extra pressure on Ali Curtis, perhaps, or are they just mutually exclusive now at this point?
1: It has to. It has to. Um, You always have to measure yourself up against the other uh, the other competitors on the field. And the fact that Bez uh, was the outgoing GM uh, leading up to Ali's tenure has to play a part. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You have to measure yourself against uh, against the other competitors. So I think it does. Um, You know, they're very different GMs, at least on paper um and you know the the case could be made that that Ali finally gets to run the ship in the way that he prefer now now that there's been the shake up in TFC land but yeah definitely it definitely puts a uh, puts for sure. impetus absolutely for sure it's it's going to be a big
0: off season for Toronto FC and of course yesterday the league released the uh MLS expansion draft eligible player list. So the players that were, you know, they're allowed to be taken by Austin FC tonight. Austin's going to be the 27th club to join MLS. Um, The draft goes down at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight. You guys can stream that online. Um, From a Toronto FC perspective, here are the list of names. they got nine names that are available for for selection. you got Lawrence Sima, Tsubasa Endo, Tony Gallagher, Erickson Gallardo, Justin Morrow, Patrick Mullins, Pablo Piatti, Kevin Silva, and Eric Zavaleta. Jeff, is there a name on
1: that list that stands out to you? <laughs> yes, but uh, but I've been I've been enjoying uh, your your deep dive into why this is such a strong list with respect to where everybody's at in terms of their negotiations, in terms of their availability, in terms of what. Hoops Austin would have to jump through if they selected them. So I think, uh, I think I'd think i like to hear you explain that to all our viewers and listeners because it's quite insightful. This, is, this list is quite tactical, and there are a lot of wrinkles, tactical wrinkles to the list that I think are important that we all understand.
0: For sure. Um, please, if I miss anything, uh, feel free to chime Absolutely. in. Absolutely. But um, first and foremost, let's talk about the obvious, which are the free agents that are on the list, um, the upcoming free agents. It's Justin Morrow, Eric Zavoletta, Lawrence Seymour, and uh, Pablo Piatti, of course. No, Pablo uh, so, if let's just get the, it out of the way, if Austin does decide to elect and choose one of those four players, they're they're in the same position TFC is right now with them. Exactly. And they would have, have to negotiate a new deal with them. It doesn't automatically guarantee that they're going to be joining that team. So, it's obvious that TFC and you know TFC's management would exclude or you know not protect those four players. So um, that. Already narrows that down. Um, mm-hmm. Lawrence, I think I remember that Lawrence was in that list. Yes, you um, Tony Gallagher also in that list. Yeah, he's Tony gone. Yeah. yeah, he's gone. So exactly. What essentially Boston drafts Tony Gallagher? They're drafting his MLS rights. If you were to ever return an MLS,
1: which they're not um, going to do. I mean, never say never. We've we've all seen what Cincinnati did with their expansion draft. But but let's exactly, he's he's all. a
0: Liverpool player. There's no yeah.
1: guarantee he returns to MLS. It'd be kind of
0: silly for them to use one of their five picks on exactly. Tony Gallagher. Um, so that kind of leaves us with Patrick Mullins, Kevin Silva, and Subasa Endo, mm-hmm. and of course Erickson Gallardo, who I'm sure Jeff, you were just itching to to talk about there. Um, the the one that stands out to me is obviously Subasa Endo, mm-hmm. um, and I think that'll be the most valuable pick that I think another team can make right now, um, just because of his salary budget and what he can can bring to an MLS club. I think he's 27 now, and. Um, Sebastian Endo is a, a quality player off the bench. So I think if you can, if, for an expansion side starting up, he's a valuable piece. And if there's one asset, I, I don't even want to say worried, but.
1: You no, know, no, it, stay
0: worried. I, I I'm not he's... worried. Like if we lose Sebastian Endo, I'm happy with getting 50K in GAM. So I'm not really worried about it. So credit mm. to TFC management for, again, setting this up, this expansion draft up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the first times, I think, in a couple of years where TFC don't have to be worried about really who they're going to lose in this expansion draft because. There's not really that many, you know, assets that they can. lose. like we have a little bit of PTSD from Raheem Edwards when he was taken from us uh, and The day after about- the parade,
1: which was or, or yeah. like during the parade. I think he had <laughs> to go pack. Um, I mean, listen, the, there's a now outdated Austin uh, uh, news article where they were pimping Bono, but that was before Alex Bono was off the list. And that's a uh, no brainer. I think
0: a lot of people before were saying that they should, TSC should expose Bono because he's a backup goalie. He mm-hmm. makes a lot of money. But let's just get this out of the way. Alex Bono has a lot of currency in MLS. Yeah, he's as a, a back- trade
1: chip. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a,
0: as a backup goalie in Toronto, making that much money, of course, like he's, he's not being maximized. Uh, you know his money's not being maximized on this roster there are better ways you can spend this money when you have quinton westberg around mls however alex bono at 26 years old that he's a he's, he's someone who's very appealing to most mm-hmm. if not every other mls club out there so uh for them to expose alex bono for free and lose him for free that's that's not makes right no sense. So, makes no yeah, sense. so yeah so obviously they did the right thing there and protecting him um They protected Josie Altador as well, which is, you know, something we we can get into a little bit, but it's a mute conversation. If he did have a no trade clause, they would have had to protect him. But hypothetically speaking, if they didn't, if he didn't have a no trade clause, I was actually making the argument earlier that they should potentially even leave Josie Altador exposed to protect an extra player like a Tsubasa Endo. Um, The the reason being is because no one's going to touch him. Yeah, on the expansion side, taking Josie Baltor's contract in the middle of a pandemic, that's that's very unlikely. And very let's say they, they, they do take Altur's contract, it frees up a DP spot for TFC. Um I got to say, that's a little bit of a win-win there. Uh, yep. What are your thoughts there, Jeff?
1: Well, I mean, I was discussing this with Sophia before you came on pre-show, and I said I wanted to see Josie there. Uh, but again, it, it, precluding that there's a no trade clause or, or whatever, right. uh, precludes him for being on the list, just simply for those reasons, because it's a, it's a pick that no one's going to take. Uh, and like you said, it, you know, swapping Josie for Tsubasa basically means that this is a pretty bulletproof Expansion list that no one's going to touch with a ten-foot pole. Um, That's the Su- thing. You know what I mean. Subasa is an attractive option there, and I wouldn't be surprised if Austin takes him. Um, and and unlike you, I do think he's a good depth piece. He understands the system as as much as that matters anymore. Considering we're about to overhaul the system, so you know, uh, like like you said, this is this is an expansion list that fills me with the least amount of dread out of all the expansion lists of mm-hmm. recent memories. So I really right. complain, um, you just know, just quickly,
0: quickly mm-hmm. on that Subasa. no, I, I, I think he's a valuable death piece for any MLS club. The reason why I have a problem with, with Subasa getting, and getting the minutes that he does is because of the players that are behind him and the the amount of wingers, young, talented wingers that we have coming up that aren't seeing minutes because, you know, instead we're relying on our veterans like Subasa Endo. And for, right me, sure. for me, for yeah, me, that, that, that's a that's a safe bet. It's it's especially with you know the pedigree of players that we have coming up that the ceilings are way higher for these players. So that was the reason the bone that I picked with Subasa on this squad. Um, again, there's no guarantee that the next Toronto FC coach uses him in that way, but mm-hmm. um, Subasa Endo, I wouldn't be surprised. The Athletics in their mock draft, they chose Subasa Endo to go to yeah, Austin. So yeah, I wouldn't
1: be. Flying colors, yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Um, do we need to outline the protected players or is it just simply a process of elimination for everybody?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think let's, let's, let's call it a process of information. If you guys do do want that list, you can uh, head to wake obviously, and you guys can find that full list there. Um, But let's move on to the next topic I have here on the agenda. And um, it's, I don't even know how to open this topic, but um, over the past week, I guess Jordan Heidema and Alfonso Davies—they were—they were subject to some pretty significant racial abuse and just disgusting, disgusting. abuse on their uh, Jordan Heidema's Instagram profile, where you know a bunch of people decided to go make racist comments, just, again disgusting comments on on Absolutely her disgusting. profile picture of her and Fonzie, and like, what are you thinking, coming after Canada's golden golden children like that? Come on. I, I'm happy that this got turned into something bigger because what Jordan Heidema did is she, she screenshotted some of those, those comments that you saw. She posted it on her Instagram story mm-hmm. and you know, she, she, um, just backed up everything that, that we've, we've been preaching here and just that we, we gotta say no to racism, man. Yep. It's, it's, I don't even know how to get into it even further because it should be so straightforward. Like, why are people out there?
1: It should be, but, you know, everybody's got way too much free time on their hands. Uh, You know, um, Americans are are living through an epochal moment where the center is not holding and it's just all gibberish. Um, You know, the internet promises a level of anonymity that allows people to... uh, exercise you know their 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 deepest demons uh consequence free it's but to fonzie mm -hmm. and jordan Heidema of all people yeah listen i think it's abhorrent and i and and you know i I, it's ridiculous but but i don't even want to say a but because i don't i don't want to actually rationalize any exclusive excuses for these assholes um Beyond the fact that it's the internet and we all know that it's the wild, wild west of complete insanity. And now that, you know, we're dealing with QAnon and, and all this other garbage, um, you know, people are emboldened and, and credit credit to credit to the two of them for meeting it head on, um, for, for owning uh, their place in the narrative and, and enlightening us on what kind of absolute garbage that, that people in, the, in a public context receive in this day and age yeah
0: no well said and canada soccer they issued a response they said canada Soccer stands firm against racism and discrimination of any kind both in the game and within all of our communities around the world we are both disappointed and appalled with the hateful comments recently made to members of our national teams through social media share love not hate and work together for a better world hashtag no to racism that that sums it all up perfectly there Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend too much on this topic. Yeah, I don't because... I
1: don't want to give those assholes any more power than they than they tried to take for themselves. You know what I mean? Been there, done that. You're you're parroting old tropes that are meaningless and and read a goddamn book. Exactly. Know? Exactly. Enough of you. Enough of All you. Right let's
0: let's let's move on let's move on it's enough angry jeff um mm-hmm. let's talk about the mls greatest 25 players list that was that was released um i think it was last week yeah. um after a show, obviously and on there there's two former toronto fc players and that's dwayne de rosario and sebastian Javenko. of course there's a couple other names that are familiar to toronto c uh toronto fc land they had Preke on there mm-hmm. they had um <laughs> that made jeff chuckle for sure mm-hmm. they had um uh, Robin Frazier on there, but Jeff, what did you make of the list
1: overall? Ah, eh, it's a listicle. I mean, Nacho Piatti not being on there is kind of criminal. Ah, uh, there were a few other omissions, but you know, Montreal didn't get a single player on on that list. Um, and there were some choices. I mean, I don't understand the list. is it is it quality of play or was it impact on on the league in terms of attracting eyeballs? I mean, you know, Beckham deserves. His statue outside of Old Trafford, but I'm not necessarily sure he deserves one outside of uh, uh, uh Century G- Children's Mercy Park or wherever the hell they play out of. Um, and there were a lot of that. It was like a it was a weirdo split between uh, you know players that that were good for marketing and players that were successful on the field. And then to compound that, it looked you know TFC got two, although Dero sort of was a journeyman and played for a bunch of other clubs, and then Montreal get none. Um, you know, so uh, so I don't. Good to me. Well, you know, Nacho <laughs> Nacho Piati is a no, hell of, was sure. a hell of a player and, and sure. a huge is the OG Piotti. Exactly, on. exactly. So, so you know, I, I it's difficult to to see it as uh, as definitive. It, it it it's a it's a listicle, you know. T-Row solidified
0: <laughs> his place on that list with his legendary performance on WTR weekly. They, they called me. So,
1: they called me and they said, "You know, it's between T-Row and a bunch of other people. Uh, you know, what sell row to us?" And I said, "Well, the headphones. He sells headphones, and that that brings sold. him right over the top." So All right. Sold, sold, sold.
0: Without without further ado, guys, we got our we got our guests ready here to join oh, wow. us. Oh wow! Oh um, wow! It is, of course, Toronto. C- or the, can I say former Toronto? City <laughs> Toronto. C- Back, Justin, Justin Morrow. He is obviously the executive director for Black Players for Change. Justin, thank you for joining us. Oh my God, Justin. Thank well, what's up so guys?
2: How are we doing today? Doing all right?
0: We're doing all right. We're Justin. doing all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I, when I reached out to you, Justin, um, I'll be honest, I, I kind of set a future date out there. I wasn't expecting you to kind of turn around and say, "You know, next week, let's do this. But why, why, why did you want to do this so quickly with us?
2: Well, Quite honestly, it's one of the first, the first off season, complete off season that I'm going to be spending here in Toronto. My wife is from South America, so usually we we flock south for the winter time and stay with her family this time of the year. But you know, our kids are in school here. Uh, with COVID, we just decided it would be better to stay safe. Everyone's doing such an amazing job of trying to stop you know, the spread of this thing and and really looking out for our community here. So we wanted to take part in that and and stay here. And that being said, I got a lot of time on my hands here. during the So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Of
1: course, man. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. We're very happy. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time. Obviously,
0: Justin, you were, uh, I mentioned off the top there, but you were the executive director for Black Players for Change. And they obviously became the first group in, in 20 years to be awarded the MLS Humanitarian of the Year Award. Um, we've, you've spoken to lengths about what you've done with, with that committee and, and all the positive work that you've done. But hey, here's my question. When when I was filling out my ballot, there wasn't an option for Black Players for Change. There was an option for Justin Morrow, which, I mean, that's what I voted for. And I'm sure the majority of people voted for Justin Morrow. So how did how did that change happened how did the award all of a sudden go to black players for change i
2: think i think the league
0: recognized
2: that all of our successes were was due to our collective voice and this historic thing of all the players stepping up on every single interview i do i I talk about the effort that's gone into this thing from every side from, from every single player. And quite honestly, the, the organization is, is the group of players. And, and that's why it's so special. It's completely player-led. Uh, we, we move the organization by what the group thinks. And we do it together. And, and so I myself am executive director. But all I do is, is try and lead the group to what they want. And make those ideas you know, actually happen. And those guys are the ones that come up with the ideas and they've been great ideas and we've been able to accomplish a lot, but only because we've had the buy-in from the group. That's really where our power comes from. And the league recognized
1: that. Awesome. Uh, Speaking of buy-in, how important was it to have a club like TFC that stood behind you as you became a leader for pushing for this very necessary change?
2: Yeah, that's been really special. I mean, there are so many reasons why I love being a part of this organization, um, but their commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion is just another one. And they've kept that at the forefront of their organization, whether that be in their hires. You can see that uh, with Masai and, and Pinball, Ali. Uh, there's, they've hired a, a D&I role at Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. This is very important to Mr. Tannenbaum. You know, I've spoken to him. I've had the pleasure of speaking to him about it this year, and he's expressed how much this means to him. So it's it's really good to be a part of the organization that that cares about this, that goes above and beyond just saying things, because we've seen that from a lot of different clubs, a lot of different Mm -hmm. organizations putting out, you know, the social media posts and whatnot, but not actually following up on anything. They follow that through with hires. They follow it through with a with a beautiful marketing campaign that raised some funds for us to be able to complete some initiatives and programming in Toronto. Yeah, you got it right there. You're rocking it. Of course, tonight. of course. And the fans, you know, the fans have been behind us as well, and that's been really special. Mike Newell and, and the TFC BIPOC Coalition have mm-hmm. done an incredible job of organizing and, and showing how important it is to our fans that this is at the top of the list as well. And I've been able to have, through so many years here, a really good relationship with a lot of, a lot of different fans, whether it's u sector, Red, Red Patch Boys and um, you know Brad Humber. I, I've been in touch with all of these guys and they've all echoed support, and that's been really special as a player as well, because you see things like what happened in Dallas when the fans are booing them. It's it's not fun to be a player when this stuff means so much to you and your fans don't support you. So I really
0: appreciate all sides of this organization, the fans and and the club. Right. And Justin, we we know here that you don't you don't like talking about yourself too much, obviously. Um, but I I asked Michael Bradley and I asked Chris Mavinga about your sort of impact on on behind the scenes, and they were really in awe of of what you were able to do. Uh, not only behind the scenes, but also balancing your 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 soccer life and everything that's going on. How difficult was that this year in 2020?
2: It was extremely difficult. I, I think for it's really hard to encapsulate when I'm doing an interview because it, there was just so many so many heavy moments, so many nights where I I wasn't really sleeping, hmm. um, and I was having a hard time balancing it. Uh, but what I would say is I got support from the club. I got support from the fans. I got support from my family. And that's really what, what pushed me through. I accomplished those things with a group of other guys as well. So I had a good team behind me and, and it was tough. I, you know, it was a life changing year for me, everything that I had gone through and stepping up into this role. It really was taking on a whole nother thing that I had, I had never dreamed of. And so in that instance, it's, it's a year that I'll never forget all the things that I've gone through. and it's really momentous for me.
1: Cool. Cool. Uh, uh, okay. I'm switching gears here. Uh, it's been a while, but I hear you have one of the more memorable slash wild stories of when you were traded to Toronto back in 2014. Do you mind uh, recounting it for our viewers and listeners? That's
2: a good one. Yeah. I heard this. Yeah, one. yeah, a lot of people have I've told this numerous times but I'm happy to tell it again cuz it's so we're, we're in such a different place than mm-hmm. back then. So, um at the end of two, 2013, I got traded and I mentioned my wife is from South America. Mm-hmm. We were having our wedding in December. Uh, our anniversary was yesterday actually. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So we were we were Um, preparing for the wedding the day before the wedding. And when I go down there, I turn my phone off, but I have, you know, text emails and whatnot. So I I got an email from my GM that just said, Justin, call me as soon as you get this so we can speak. And when I got that, I knew right away that I had been traded somewhere, right? And so I'm like, oh, wow, okay. So (laughs) I, I, you know, I call him back and told me that I've been traded to Toronto. And I was stunned you know, Toronto had, had just come off some really bad years. (laughs) 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 And I was, I was quickly hopping on the phone with my agent, you know, no mind, this is a day before my wedding. Uh, So I'm figuring out, you know, what do I tell my wife, hopping on the phone with my agent freaking out. Um, But I think a, a week later, uh, it was announced that we signed Michael Bradley and Jermaine Defoe. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes things a bit easier. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that calmed my nerves a little bit, and then we we did our honeymoon. Went back to San Jose, packed up all of our stuff, and headed out to Toronto. We were we stayed um, downtown, and it. February is is the most freezing month here in, in Toronto. It's freezing cold. <laughs> I'll, I remember. And <laughs> that I'm not
1: taking it as a slight because I'm a February baby, but that's
2: <laughs> We're, I, I just remember trying to find somewhere to live at that time. And, you're oh, god, sure. areas, and it's yes. rigid, you god, know, There's you're no curb camping. appeal
1: when you're looking at snowbanks. So. Justin's yeah, coming up from more
2: than State five State. minutes outside. <laughs> San Jose in,
0: in South America, and he has to come in to find a find a place in the middle of winter. you yeah. <laughs> love to see it, Justin. But obviously, um, things things have worked out, and you know, six six years later, seven years later, almost. um You're looking back, and you're over 200 appearances for the club. Obviously, an MLS Cup. When you look back at, at Toronto FC right now, obviously, it might not be the end. But when you look back right now, what do you think of?
2: Um. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just really proud of how far this club has gone. Uh, I have a unique relationship with the fans um, just because it's been a long time. Everything that we've gone through, my daughters were born here. And so I've established all these different connections in different ways. Right. And I, I always think it's really special for the fans that have been here since the beginning. Yeah. You know, that that went through all of those really difficult years Went through more difficult years from when I got here. You know, 2014 and 2015 weren't weren't easy. They were. You know, we had some some successes, but we also had some some tough ones in
1: there. Well, we refer
0: to those as the good days, Justin.
1: We refer <laughs> yeah. to those
0: as the good days, as you point
1: out. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, watching watching Seba just clown everybody in the league for a solid year was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah,
2: that that felt good. I know. <laughs> And so I think back on those days and I'm so happy for the fans and what we've accomplished. And I'm really just concerned with keeping the club at the top echelon, you know, right. That's, that's so important to me. I I would take so much pride in having helped turn this thing around. And I continue to want to be a part of it and want to keep Toronto FC at the top of major league soccer.
0: Of course. And I think you kind of said it there perfectly, Justin, I'll ask you, um, how are, how are things going there with the Toronto FC and, and those discussions? And uh, is this the first time that you're potentially going to become a free agent?
2: Yeah, things are going well. My expectation, my plan is, is to be here with Toronto FC. I w- I've expressed that to the club and they've expressed that as well. I, I want to finish out my career here playing in, in front of the fans that have given me so much and we've shared this beautiful thing together. And like I said, my mind is on keeping Toronto FC at the top of the league.
0: <laughs> Music to our ears, Justin. Yeah, damn. Is, with with all the work that, that you put in off the field, um, I think I speak for all TFC fans when I say that we would welcome you back with open arms. It'd be, you know, a, a joy to see you back in a Reds uniform. So we're hoping that, yeah, that things that. can come
1: to fruition there. Um, yeah, you're 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 trailing off there, and he probably thinks that he's done. But I, we've still got a fast money round, and and I don't <laughs> oh yeah, of, yeah, we, we yeah, just yeah. Let out a
0: little bit for you, Justin, before you go. Uh, 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 so, Justin, yeah. you've
1: had two coaches since you arrived in Toronto. I mean, you had uh, what what was it, Ryan Nelson for half a second, and then Greg right. Vanden for the duration. Um, uh, 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 what was your reaction to the news of of Greg's departure, and uh, how did he impact your career?
2: um first my my reaction was surprised um i when i look back i think that i should have saw it coming more than i did you know i think the signs were on the wall just just because of the way he was carrying himself and i could tell when i look back on it that he was drained a little bit wow you know emotionally from everything that we've gone through and I, you know, when I when I spoke to him I completely understood. We've we've gone through a lot here and like you said, he's uh he he sees everything and experiences and adventures and so for him it's time for the next one and that's that's sports, you know. Like sports <clears throat> change is constant. We've been lucky here. We've had a special thing here to to have so much consistency, but that's not always the case. So I'm really happy for him. Uh, he has had the biggest impact on my career out of it out of anyone. You know, he wow. found a way to get me playing my best soccer ever and and that's a special thing that's what every athlete wants they want the opportunity to to win trophies and they want to become the best that they could possibly be and he got me there and along the way he changed my understanding of the game you know he is a great teacher he taught me so much about the game in terms of tactics mm-hmm. and really opened up my mind in that sense and so now when I continue playing, when I'm done playing, I'll I'll forever look at the game and enjoy the game differently because of Greg Vanny. That well, is
1: I'm, that is one hell of an answer. And I also I also really <laughs> like well, I like hearing that, that it's still it's always a learning experience, that you're still always learning. Do you know what I mean? That you're sure? never you're never an old dog that you can't teach new tricks to, because the game evolves, right? And and if you're not Absolutely. open if you're not open to that evolution, then you're gonna get sort of left standing in the dust. So I super yeah,
0: super are you? Uh, you ended the season there, obviously battling a couple little little injuries, little knocks. But honestly, for the for the most part of your career, you've you've managed to stay in fantastic shape. You've you know you're very very <laughs> healthy. 20, 26 out of twenty eight appearances, I believe it was in twenty nineteen. Twenty six out twenty eight starts. Actually, let me correct yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fifteen appearances in in twenty twenty. And a, certain,
1: a certain Eric clapback when that guy said that Jamie yeah, I was Al, of getting there. I was getting there. <laughs> Jamie, you
0: definitely saw that picture on on Instagram <laughs> G put out or on Twitter that Eric G put out where you're you're absolutely shredded there. Oh you're my a, god. You're a personal trainer, right?
2: <laughs> I have my license. Yeah, I I you did have, that you I license. did that one year when um, when we were going into CBA negotiations and we thought uh oh, it might be on strike. We might be, we and I have it work here for a little bit. Let me, let me find something else that I can do. So I studied up for, make sure. for a make couple sure. months and got my life. I guess,
0: I guess my point was that you you put an emphasis on the way that you take care of your body. And clearly that was evident in Eric G's picture. Um, How are you feeling now? You're what, 33 years old? And how are you feeling now? And what do you think, what kind of juice do you think you have left in the tank? Because Ali Curtis certainly thinks you have juice left in the tank from speaking to him.
2: Yeah, I feel good. I really felt like the injuries this year were a product of the year. You know, they were a product of everything that we were going through emotionally and then on top of that, all the games squeezed together, playing back to back like that. Flying back to Toronto, flying back. You know, there there was a lot of factors and I think it was mostly because of how the year changed for us. And on top of it. Anything, anytime a player, a professional athlete, goes through a life-changing event like, like I did this year, taking on this role and, mm-hmm. and stepping up into this leadership position, um, usually your your form declines or you have some type of injuries, and I think that was, you know, a little bit of what happened this year, and I think it was it was all a lot, and I think I'm finding. Right now, the, the the balance of how to handle this thing properly, and I feel strong physically, and I do feel like I have a lot left to give.
1: Absolutely. How different was it to play on the pitch in East Hartford versus BMO Field? I mean, we were told that they did their best to sort of make it somewhat the same, but I guess it it really wasn't. Was it a tougher pitch to play on? Did you did you get tired more often?
2: It was tough without the fans. You know, mm. it really felt um, going in. the playoffs like we were really missing that home field advantage yeah i think it really showed towards the end of the season uh we have one of the biggest home field advantages all in major league soccer so to miss that it felt it felt really strange especially having been here so many years knowing the boost that the fans give us and all of these special moments that we've shared together at bmo Mm-hmm. We missed that. We missed that a lot, and I think all of us are are desperate to get back in front of the fans in 2021. So let's it all been. hope that yeah, that could yeah, go absolutely. the right way.
1: Must yeah. have sucked for Tony G. I mean, he can't. He's in and out, and he'd never see, played a proper game at BMO with with all the fans. He didn't step foot. He said, "Yeah, he didn't,
0: he didn't step foot in BMO." No, that, Pablo never played in front of the fans in Toronto either.
1: Oh, he scored yeah. his first
0: screamer though, in, in, at BMO Field and in front of no fans, but.
1: Yeah, wow, I, was they're, they're,
0: I, I was there. I was in the press box and that was that was something special. You can't yeah, say I no there fans. There.
1: there were 50 people at the food building causing a ruckus. So Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You,
0: you could hear them clear as day in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Too. I'm
2: sure Justin. It we was were,
0: they had like, something cool. special that was, that was, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was super awesome. Are we going to go to uh, Fast Money now?
0: Let's do it. So Justin, the the Point of this is we're going to, I'm sure you've done it before, but we're going to ask you a couple of quick questions. We want you to sort of respond without thinking. Um, since, you know, we're in Toronto, we're, we'll keep it at six questions for, for the six. So Oh, I didn't um, even notice
1: that, Mike. That oh, was real yeah, fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jeff, let me tell you, I'm creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I all right, Jeff, uh, why don't you start us off?
1: What is your favorite thing about living in Toronto? The people. What's your preferred local Toronto restaurant? Carmen on Queen Street. Ooh. What was your favorite TFC kit to wear? Uh,
2: the the white kit with the with the red stripe, blue
1: shorts. Blue shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah the, wow. Interesting. Wow. Wow, that's Interesting. That's almost the Montreal. I know kit. it's that not. One. It's
2: not a. It's not a fan. Not a fan favorite. But I, no, it I ain't. Enjoy no, that. it ain't. But
1: <laughs> but now we're all going <laughs> to get one with coral on it because so it was, yeah, um,
2: was the the red stripe that we won championship in twenty seventeen.
1: I'm, know, I'm, so, I'm really uh, partial to this training kit I just picked up. I'm I'm a big fan. It's <laughs> it looks that. good on you. Thank you, buddy. Thank. You. Uh, 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 what's Michael? your uh,
0: What's your least favorite TSC kit?
1: The Onyx that we wore. Oh my uh, god! My parents team. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I, I appreciate that it's that it's like a sausage casing, and that okay, it, but, but... it didn't look very comfortable to wear. But that kit is. Dope, Justin.
0: <laughs> okay, hold on. All Justin right. Morrow just announced that he wants to spend the rest of his career in Toronto, but the biggest news on this episode might be the fact that Justin Morrow hates the Onyx game. <laughs> <laughs> I I
2: don't Have you pulled the players on that? It wasn't popular with the players. It wasn't no, popular. No, no, eh? you're, you're,
1: our first, you're our first one, but, but you'll break my soul if that's the actual <laughs> truth. That's, that's true. True. So I know the That's fans interesting. Like it, that's Wait, a huge you? disconnect between the fans because that is the <laughs> kit, my friend. We're we're kinda
0: we're kinda straying away from fast money here, but <laughs> no, no no, I, I, I want to
1: talk about the, the honest kit. kit for what did you think of the Unity year. kit this year? I liked it. I you liked, liked the Unity lot. kit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. That felt It felt good. It felt good on too. Like it's new materials and everything. It's nice. I
1: can't figure yeah. out what size I am in it. I honestly can't. Like, I can't. <laughs> I must be in between or something because it's either a dress or or it just it's a it's just, just awesome buy two. Thing.
2: It's no problem. Buy two. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We all don't make that we all don't make <laughs> that JMO money, my friend. So. Um, we're
0: not making that JMO free agency money. Guys. Yeah, we're not making an address
2: <laughs> afterwards as I'll send you one.
0: Holy <laughs> shit. Oh <who laughs> I just swore. Um
1: uh uh here's all my right, question.
0: Let's, yeah, I guess back to Fast Money.
1: Okay. Uh, have you ever played as yourself in FIFA? And is there a rule against doing it? Is that considered a foul in the locker room? No and no,
2: (laughs) I haven't haven't ever played uh, FIFA with myself. And uh, no, there's no. Are you you a FIFA guy? I'm not a video game guy. To be honest, if I was playing a video game, it would be FIFA. But I, I just don't play video no, games. That's, that's fine yeah I mean it's got to be cool
1: I, to know that you can you can spool up and play as yourself in a video game that's that's yeah. got to be
2: yeah yeah like for my for my young cousins if I ever don't know what to give them for Christmas I just send them FIFA you know
1: sweet like, hey, I'm I this. guess you are kind of
2: busy
0: this year you're yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. can really <laughs> focus on video games there. yeah 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 last one don't think about this remember but first Toronto gold to come to mind doesn't have fears remember when i said don't i think automatically about it? thought of, I, <laughs> I
2: automatically thought of mine I and mean, i and i thought okay should i say mine which one no no which one? <laughs> <laughs> um my my goal against san jose the diving header that was good it's one. it's my favorite goal of my career and i don't know when, it, when you said that i thought of it right away
0: of course no that was the point and was it yeah. for the moment was it the type of goal was it because it was against san jose like why why
2: Mm. yeah it was it was because it was against san jose and it was it was a good goal you know san jose had traded me it was the first time that i had played against them and so i felt you know gotta get that (laughs)
1: sweet 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 revenge um i mean the Hattie against new york red bulls is is an all-timer that was got us the shield man that was that was a hell of a game and and you were feeling it you were having yourself a time out (laughs) there (laughs)
2: <laughs> Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh no, no. I ahead. was just
1: I was just saying always remember the hot trick versus the New York Red Bulls that to, yeah. to get us the shield. Uh and and you just look like like you couldn't put a boot out of place. Like you you were just feeling yourself that game. It was
2: Yeah. I mean I always I always say like being a part of that twenty seventeen team, I really, I really didn't have to do much i had to i i was so blessed to be on that team because those guys created so many opportunities for all the rest Mm. of us the space that they created on the field the mismatch that our teams created it really opened up for a player like me to be able to come in and take advantage and fill the gaps when the team needed it and on that night i think that was on full display Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I think for, sure. for those
0: yeah. in attendance, you kind of fooled them, and they they were expecting Justin Moore to become like the next TFC goal scorer after yeah. that. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Well, he potted a couple more after that. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't. No, it bad.
0: was definitely yeah. was not the end of JMO's success here at yeah. Toronto. C. And, you know, yeah. on that note, Justin, thank you so much for so joining much, us. So much, man. I- We can't express our gratitude enough. I'm sure Toronto FC fans feel the same. And uh, again, I speak on behalf of all TFC fans fans, and we hope to see you back uh, in a red scene form, hopefully at BMO field next
1: season. Yeah. We're just in awe of you, man. This, this year, like just, wow. Like -hmm. congratulations. And and we appreciate the struggle and the hustle and, just just wow, man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah.
2: I, I appreciate that. I feel that love. I'm trying, to, mm-hmm. I'm trying to give it back. Let's win some more trophies.
1: Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go, JMO. Excellent to see you, man. We'll talk All soon. All right, guys. You guys take
0: right. it Thanks, easy. Thanks, Perfect. Uh, well, of course, that yeah, was... Yeah, that's,
1: that's my day made.
0: Yeah, of mm. course. That was Justin Morrow, uh, Toronto FC legend, Toronto FC icon, MLS icon, really. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, thank you, Morrow. What what I, I want to say is, if there was a award to go out to, you know how we have the Lou Marsh Award? Mm-hmm. If there was an award to go out to a single Toronto athlete this year, I think without a doubt, that has to go to Justin
1: Morrow. Uh, why not Erickson Gallardo? <laughs> no, I come on, Jeff. I'll I, I agree serious. I agree. There, I know, I, I, I,
0: yeah, I know, t- I know t- it's fun. That... Everything, for <laughs> Come on.
1: <laughs> no, uh, in all
0: seriousness, though. Yeah, like, no. Give me, give me something. The like Kyle Lowry's out there. Like who? The Blue jay like, like, come uh, on. There's but... no one even close to what Justin Morrow's done.
1: Well, I mean, this gets back into the into the into the Lumarsh debate we had what last week or a few weeks ago. Is it a humanitarian award or a sportsman's award? Um, if there's a TFC humanitarian award or a Toronto Sports MLSE humanitarian award, absolutely. That's a fair point. Um, but I mean, I, we got to be careful because we just dissected that MLS 25 list for being an exercise in marketing. Okay, but, but here, here, mm. how about this?
0: Whoever wins the award as best athlete, there'll be co-winner with Justin Morrow, and there you go. Everyone's happy, right? Yep, yep everyone's happy. <laughs> everyone's everyone's
1: upset about happy. co-winners. <laughs> um, I I think you know I, I fall on the side of 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 you know Justin just said uh, uh, you know most most MLS clubs were happy to throw out mm-hmm. a social media post, give it its lip service, and then get back to the general order of things. I think the real benefit isn't in the awards it's in the actual tangible change i think that that this uh you know awards are always nice and 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 uh you know attract eyeballs and get attention and and you never look a gift horse in the mouth but the real work is is in in making the change uh and and they've been undoubtedly successful in that and if he was still on here i don't want to speak for him because he owes me a kit now but (laughs) if if uh if uh uh um uh, uh, if you asked him, you know, would you rather have awards or, uh, uh, yeah, that one, whatever. No, sorry, other. continue, continue. If you'd rather no, have no.
0: awards. You know, or, or-,
1: or, or make real uh, quantifiable change. I think we all know the
0: answer. Yeah, no, Ivan was just writing in there and saying MLC should should make J Mo his own award for everything he does on and off the field. Mm. Uh, we wholeheartedly agree with that. Sentiment. 100%. I'm sure I speak, speak for Jeff there. Um, and uh, hey, maybe when he does retire, because his playing days aren't over, but there should be that award in, in Toronto Sea Legacy for Justin Morrow for perhaps, you know, a humanitarian of the year for that club. Um, but yeah, again, uh, super, super, super um, happy with, with Justin and, and everything that he said when he came on. No, it was so important, and the work that he did on and off the field cannot be, it, it can't be you know no. overstated. It can't. No.
1: And then when you think about it, the other one of his most trusted lieutenants is also Canadian, Mark Anthony K. It's a it's a wonderful uh, example um, of of this certain uh, ability that we have as Canadians to to kind of have an objective view uh, over and above, which isn't to say that we don't suffer from our own systemic racism, which would be a stu- superbly idiotic statement for me to make. Um, but but you know it, 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 there there is a certain, Canadian ness to the way that they've approached the situation. And I think that's why it's been so successful in the United States. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, no, Justin Morrow is is exactly. I think I haven't said it there. (sighs) Justin Morrow is an honorary Canadian. Yeah. Um, Those are his his values. And um, that's. What he what he show he wears it on his sleeve and obviously we, we touched on this last episode but this this organization's the Black Players for Change they've really only been around for like six months mm-hmm. and to see the work that they've been doing they've you know built they've raised money they've built uh, many pitches in in New York if you guys have saw those those mini pitches those are sweet and i can't wait i want to ask justin about getting them here in toronto one day um but well, he that was on be, that'll
1: the, be your gift i already have a kid on the
0: way. <laughs> he was on the ground though for the for those <laughs> openings and it, it's for you know helping lesser privileged people and get access to, to the game and that's what it's all about and helping you know defeat systemic racism and defeat those barriers so everybody has that equal chance to come up and you know play the sport that we love and yeah. Justin Morris at the forefront of that. that someone, charge, so.
1: someone had to do it. Someone had to say, no, this isn't going to work. This, the, you know, putting a, putting a black frame on your Instagram stories for half a day is not going to cut it anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And that, and, the, and he had to ante up a certain amount of his own reputation by, by, by asking this, like it wasn't, of course, you No, know, there was a lot to lose. There was a lot to lose. I we, mean, we
0: asked him about it, but think about the amount of work that he took on extra work that he took yeah, on in, I, I, in the middle of an MLS season like that.
1: That's incredible. Listen, you know how easy it would be to get completely uh, drawn into an argument with someone that says, "I don't want po- politics in my sports because it's absolutely the most oxymoronic statement ever." Sports are a proxy for war; they've always been political. So, just to turn around and say that that sports can be political is ignoring the whole point of sport in the first damn place. Um, his his ability to navigate, uh, you know, all the people that would say no, all the people that would um, turn it into a well. You're Canadian, or well, you know, in the case of Mark, well, you're Canadian. What the hell point do you have to make here? Or you're an athlete? Please shut up and play ball. Um, you know, it, it just it makes it it raises my level of respect tenfold, right? Because they they were coming into it from a position of vulnerability, and they they hit it right out of the park. So um, right. I know we're getting sorry. asked. Oh, sorry.
0: Sorry, no. It's just it's really important that we keep having these conversations, um, and. You know, I, I know some people might even get a little bit even tired of it, but it's it's really important that Too they keep bad. pushing. Yeah, exactly. It's really important that we keep pushing. We keep having these conversations because it's not something that can just be forgotten.
1: No, because this, no, this is
0: something that that should be actively changing. We're still working to change it. Change isn't over. Yeah. So let's just keep keep we're on spending, the forefront here.
1: But we're spending a lot of energy celebrating people that kick a ball around for fun. We can put like fifteen percent of that energy into into you know making the world a better place. I don't think that's too much to ask. Um, exactly. People want to talk uh, about uh, people want Vanny chat post Vanny chat post Vanny chat I'm, oh I'm gonna, i've already put this on the record i've already put it on the record neil warnock to tfc that's that's my neil that's warnock
0: my... to tfc yeah
1: I'm, I'm in it for the banter <laughs> and can, I can, can
0: you explain that to
1: people who don't understand it's pure bands. it's 100 pure bands. it's the worst oh, idea why? in the world um because he's the worst <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he would be the worst fit for Toronto ever. So, so for for the average listener who doesn't know who Neil Warnock is, he's Neil Warnock. Uh, he's been around a lot. He's uh, where is he currently? He's uh, I don't even Does know. Let's just say he's outspoken. He's very English. Uh, ask a, a football podcast. A football podcast <laughs> described him best. They said if Brexit was a person, it would be Neil Warnock. So you can see why why he's good for bands. Um, the, uh, he's
0: at Middlesbrough, by the way.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the the general consensus right now is that it's a two-horse race between Patrick Vieira and Laurent Blanc. And mm-hmm. much smarter people have outlined uh, the, the pros and the cons for each. Um, Laurent Blanc is a coup, a coup and a half. I mean, uh, there's a lot of negatives in the column. Easy going, you know, are we going to tell him, hey, MLS is not Europe. You can't just go spend your way out of a problem willy-nilly, and is he going to understand? Uh, that's, that's probably my biggest worry with someone like Laurent Blanc. It isn't that he hasn't coached a team since 2016. It's that it's very easy to say to somebody that's used to spending their way out of any issue. Um, you know, it's very easy to conflate. MLSC has a giant budget for MLS, With forgetting the four MLS part because Mm -hmm. we're never, we're never going to be the club like PSG that just spends its way to a, to a, to a competitive roster. Of course. Um, In terms of his pedigree, holy crap, as a player, as a coach, um, how many troubles did he win in the French uh, leagues? I, I think that that is a direct parallel to, to the level of MLS, if not a bit higher in the, in the French league. Um, So I have faith. That he could lead us I'd to another either. treble, and I don't. I'm not worried about him uh, leading us to Concacaf glory. Even though the reason he got fired at PSG was because his mandate there was to bring them Champions League glory, right. and he couldn't. Um,
0: so here's here's the one concern I'll address there, and
1: yeah. and this is what uh, Ali
0: Curtis and Bill Manning were asked this in their their end of season presser, and Vanny left, and they were looking for a new coach. They were asked if MLS experience matters. <laughs> And they uh, said
1: no, because they brought it.
0: So yeah, essentially yeah. what they said was between Ali Curtis and Bill May the amount of years that they have in MLS, they have that part covered. What they're trying to do now is just find the best possible coach, international, domestic, whatever it is, the best possible coach out there to, to coach this club. They, they said they weren't afraid to spend money on the coach. Um, I don't and, doubt that they know, are. They said that they're treating Toronto like a big club, which... I mean, they should be. Yeah. Um, and this is why, you know, these names are the ones that are surfacing in Laurent Blanc and Patrick Vieira. What I kind of question is if those are the only two.
1: Um, I, I also question that, but I would, I would say based on the criteria you just outlined, then Laurent Blanc will be a disaster because this guy's nickname is El President and he is very much a guy that wants to have the control. So if, if, the idea of bringing in a non MLS experience coach who's used to spending money is going to be uh, 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 countered by the MLS experience of Ali and Bill. You're it's a blood feud waiting to happen. So I'm I'm not I'm not too enthused about that.
0: Yeah, I think I mean either way, I think you you have to give him an interview just because. Oh yeah. The resume oh, that yeah, he yeah, has yeah, and yeah.
1: what he could potentially bring bring to the
0: table if he does fit in. Oh, our, our, DP,
1: our DP recruitment is, is through the roof. I mean, my friend Gavin said it best. In the top tier of coaches, he's probably like quite ne- – like next to the bottom, but still in that top tier of coaches. Um, it would be a massive coup, and it would be global news. Uh, Vieira is interesting to me because uh, – you know, we were his boogie team when he was at CFC. So there's got to be a certain amount of ego to come in and coach the team that kind of ruined you in MLS. I just don't know if it's a smart move for him. I mean, at, you know, sure, it didn't work out at Nice, but him coming back to MLS this early, I can't see – I see the door to Europe closing unless he comes here and turns us into the Sounders, uh, you know, and – so. Ali Curtis had his phone blowing up with the mm. amount of people that were interested
0: in this Toronto FC job. Neil and Warnock,
1: Neil Warnock, and Neil
0: <laughs> And I, I don't think that he was just saying that. I think it's because of the position that Toronto FC are in. They're, this is one of the most attractive coaching jobs, I think, in, in world football right now. Not I, even
1: I don't disagree, and
0: that's amazing. Not even just, just MLS. I think world football, Toronto FC... Vacant coaching positions is one of the most attractive. It's with the future that we have at the club, the amount of youngsters that are coming at the club, the, the teams that are scouting this club and looking for talent mm-hmm. from Toronto FC are the biggest ones in the world. So Toronto FC is on the map. Um, so it it it, and it could be a, a you know the perfect setup for a coach wanting to come in because they have that the roster for the most part in place. They obviously need to add the designated player, but they have a competitive roster in place. I don't think looking at on paper right now. I'm confident in saying is going to be at least a playoff team right even oh, without yeah. their their designated player I'm confident in saying that um and then you take into account the Jaden Nelson's the Jaquil Marshall Rudy's the Iowa canolas all the kids that are coming through the the academy and you know the the coach has a chance to work with them too um it, I think it's just an appealing job for any coach that I- wants to
1: I do up. I do too, but I have now I'm now what two and a half years into obsessively uh, covering TFC and I still don't understand MLS roster rules. So you know it, it, it to me <laughs> to me, uh, any European coach is going to see, MLSE's operational budget and lick their lips. But then they're going to walk into the job and look at the binder full of reasons why you can't spend money and go, what so the hell did I You don't I think Laurent
0: Bloch knows what MLS is all about
1: right now? No. You don't
0: think he knows that there's a salary gap? Not a
1: clue. <laughs> Come on. Man. No, I'm Come sorry. I, because he didn't have to. He's used to, like, there's an, the, the, he, there's an assumption that all soccer leagues work the same. And even though he can say, oh, yeah, I realize that MLS is a different beast, it, I think you know. There's still going to be a shock to the system, whether you like it or not. This guy coached PSG. PSG internationally are a team no, for that, sure, it's different, that are different known. Colors for oh 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 what the, I, I just problems. think he, he has a, a million pounds uh, no i don't i don't, I don't think, he think he's showing
0: up at that toronto c interview and be like wait you guys can't just go out and buy Neymar for me like i, I just don't think i, do. He,
1: he, I <laughs> do i absolutely <laughs> really? do i absolutely do i absolutely do you have to think all right, we'll agree to disagree there here. um <laughs> you know I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he'll say all the right things but but it, the real ironclad knowledge is not there. The frustration, like for example, didn't we have a, a comment on on WTR about mm-hmm. uh, uh, Benizé last year? And it was uh, well, why why didn't we keep Benizé, Uh And something oh, yeah. and something about how it would have uh, it would have. Re- so essentially, re- essentially yeah, what yeah.
0: it was was um, someone was talking about Pablo Piatti, and they were mm. saying, why didn't we just keep Benizé and sign another designated player?
1: Right. Not but, understanding that Benazee was Tam and that Mike Bradley had taken all the Tam.
0: Exactly. So you we just would have, do that.
1: We would have had to sign him as a DP, which we were never going to do. So, right. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I. I don't know. I again. I think that's Ali mm-hmm. Curtis and Bill Manning's job to worry about that sort of construction. I think you know with Lauren a coach Brons
1: that's used to just is... spending money willy nilly.
0: That's a huge disconnect. For sure. For sure. I, uh, that's that's something they would have to balance out and sort of you know kind of smoothing out there, but yeah. hey, it's not impossible. No, nothing's
1: um, impossible. I mean Ivan's just saying he'd like to go they'd like he'd like to go internal. And I I as much as that's a wonderful idea, I think TFC uh can't. They can't. This has to be a bigger hire than than promoting an interim coach, especially mm-hmm. considering the outgoing Greg Vanny who was promoted in-house. Um, you know, I think Jason Bent's deserving to get the keys to the car, but them's the brakes. Uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. This has to be a hire that, 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 uh, that turns well, eyeballs, you know, it, it, ha- it has to it'll be a big name. It'll it be a big, to, name. For be a big work, name for better or worse for better. worse. Almost like, Ali catching, Curtis yeah. and
0: Bill Manning are saying, I, I think it'll be a big name that, you know, like coaches." Coaches aren't held under the same parameters as a player on, they on MLS. Spend, they can
1: spend billions if they want to. They can yeah.
0: spend as much as they want to on a coach. And Toronto FC and backed by MLSC. Again, being a big club, they can absolutely yep. go ahead and do that. Um, Jeff, I know – I'm sure there's still a bunch that we can get to, but I think we, we should begin to wrap up here. Um,
1: <laughs> if Blanc <Brock laughs> brought Giroud, that would be the greatest thing ever in the history of all TFC. Yeah, well, that opens yeah. another
0: can of worms. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Thank you to Justin Morrow again for for joining us. He was fantastic. And everything that he does there is the executive director for black players for change. Mm-hmm. Again, the work there is, is thanks. incredible. And we, yep. we wish Justin the best of luck with this upcoming contract negotiations. Thanks to Mitch um, for
1: being so busy that he couldn't host yet. Riding. Yeah, the, the thanks. Thanks Mitch. <laughs> totally friends after this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did a great uh, job, Mike. This was, this was a, uh, this was
0: fun, Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it, and obviously, you helped out a bunch. Um, Again, thank you to our, our producers, Sophia, Kevin. We wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how Mitch usually wraps up the show, Jeff. How does he usually sign us off? Uh, uh, uh,
1: in a heap of uh, word salad, but uh, uh, does that work? Like, does this work? Is this good enough? Why don't we ask Mitch, since he's so busy? He's obviously <laughs> not on. No, no. I think he says uh, uh, thanks to everyone. Um, my name is Mitch. For For Jeff and Mike, Uh, we will uh, talk to you next Tuesday. And then I go cheers. Ciao. Ciao.